Web3 Trenches podcast with your hosts, KH and Web3 Dev. Welcome to the front lines of Web3, where every week we bring you all the most exciting and relevant developments. All of Web3 with none of the BS. So let's get knee deep into these trenches. GM friends, this is the first of the two special episodes. We'll have a regular episode on Friday with a very special guest, heavyweight crypto personality you all know. Don't forget to check out our 1ETH giveaway Sabaton challenge, link in the show notes. Without further ado, if you did not get a chance to go to ETH Denver, but wonder what it would be like to walk its halls and talk to its builders at the front lines of Web3, this is the episode for you. Audio is a bit rough, but it just adds to authenticity of what it's like to be at ETH Denver. All the hustle and bustle of thousands of excited people. How we doing? I'm, uh, I'm Peasant Man. Um, I'm a community member at, at ColtDAO. Uh, created a, no- a Notion page. Um, really interested in uh, the community aspect of the DAO, um, onboarding people and um, getting them involved in Web3 and, and Cult DAO. So we're an investment DAO. Um, we, uh, we have three pillars that we like to um, invest in in certain companies. So the, the pillars are um, supporting decentralization, fighting against centralization, and um, supporting noble causes. So those are kind of the guidelines that we like to follow and we like to um, invest in those types of companies. Oh yes, some rugging. That's our uh, our new token, which everyone's really excited to talk about. Um, there's 11 tokens that spell out the rug game. Um, it's kind of, I like to think of it as little sub communities um, or a safe place to get rugged. Um, you can buy a letter, uh, you can form communities and you gain points by, um, contributing and um, trading and um, talking bad about the other tokens to get them rugged. Um, the lowest point letter gets rugged. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a, a fun way to um, have some fun here in the bear market with a uh, little rug game. Yeah. Yes, layer two, uh, ZK EVM coming out, uh, Modulus. We just had our um, logo contest. Um uh, it's not up anywhere over here, but um, yeah, uh, so that's exciting. Should be coming out uh, either the first quarter of 2023 or the second. Um, it could be announced at any time. Uh, really looking forward to that. Hey, yeah, I'm Toad, and Opolis is a digital employment cooperative. Uh, we're member-owned, and basically what we do is we let people who are earning a 1099 self-employed income to take that income and put it into a cooperative. What does a cooperative do? It hires back the employee, the the self-employed person, as a W-2 employee. And what this does is it gives a self-employed person an employer wrapper. And this wrapper allows for access to employer services. Uh, A lot of the good stuff is normally gatekept inside of a place of business, like access to good healthcare, health insurance, uh, retirement accounts, these types of things, and even like little things you wouldn't suspect you would find in a service like this, like if you're applying to get into an apartment or you're trying to get a mortgage or a loan, you as a self-employed person have access to a W-2 pay stub and like an HR department equivalent. You know, if you're if you're getting that, that rental application and they say, hey, we want to verify your income, you say, hey, check it out, like right here. You pay 72 grand a year. Here's my last pay stub. Um, it, it creates like this, this prosana that you are working at a big tech company, but 
still allowing you to maintain the independence and the sovereignty that comes with self-employment. Um, in a nutshell, that's what Opolis is. I would say it's also important to know that we're member-owned. That means that each time you use the Opolis platform, we issue you back fractional ownership in the platform via our work token. Um, we call this stakeholder capitalism, where the people who are engaging in capitalism with us become stakeholders with us. Uh, so yeah, that's it. You know, we're building global employment, member-owned infrastructure. Uh, we're empowering people to work on the projects they want, when and how they want, but still have you know the, the autonomy to access the benefits and the services that they need. Opolis, in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, on and off ramps for crypto, absolutely. So you can fund your Opolis payroll uh, either through your bank account or via crypto. Um, basically, like, for, for, for me, for me, like twice a month, I get an invoice for like three grand. And what I do is I go and I deposit USDC into a smart contract. And then about three days later, I get about two grand in my bank account. And what happens is Opolis has taken out my health insurance, my vision, my dental, my retirement, my taxes. They forwarded those to the insurance guy and the tax guy, and then they've sent me my employee income. Um, and I'm able to fund that process either through a nine-day process via my bank account or a three-day process via crypto and smart contracts. Yeah, so basically, um, basically Opolis issues new work tokens each time that we have a 10% aggregate growth. So like if there's been $100 million that have gone through the Opolis platform, then we're gonna have a new issuance of work tokens after we hit $110 million in total volume uh, you know, through the platform. And, and pretty much it's just that. Each time we grow by 10%, we look back and say, hey, who helped us grow in this last block of 10% growth? And we just issue them tokens proportionately to how much volume they had on the platform. If that makes sense. You know, uh, last time around, you got about 1.08 work tokens for each dollar you put through the platform. But next time, if there's like more people, then maybe you only get 0.9 work tokens for each dollar put through the platform. But yeah, every 10% growth, there's a new issuance of tokens. And yeah, that's just how that works. Hi everyone, my name is Keria Wei. I'm the co-founder and CEO here at Nuvo. Um, so Nuvo is a very exciting project um, because we are here to change the data ownership landscape for everybody in a way that we want to introduce a new concept called data files. So imagine like in the future, you own your data, you get to choose who you want to share your data with for how long, and at the same time, you get a token incentive at the same time. And we also have a suite of products that supports the developers uh, or any business be it Web2 or Web3 in a way that they will gain the robust engagement retention capabilities. And they also have the free SSO service, the communication framework to work with their users. Yes, of course. Um, so our data will actually be stored in two forms. So any user's interactions data will be stored in the form of soulbound token. Uh, which is collected by the end user directly issued by the project. At the same time, the personal uh, identified information will be stored in SSI, self-sovereign identity, for offline assets. So with our solution, 
the projects can actually be supported both on-chain and off-chain, online or offline. Yes, um, so we actually already have like two live products. Currently, we have more than 100 DApp adopters already, and we already reached more than 50K live users. So we are going to focus on the event and conference. So do expect that you will see us way more active in any sort of conferences. And we definitely want to start to provide our solutions to the end users so everybody can interact with others and have fun in these conferences. <laughs> so I think I will say right now, Y3 is still kind of cool, a very different concept when compared to Web2. I think we should focus on user experience more because this is the biggest obstacle for the mass adoptions. Like with, for example, with Newbox, if you do try to use our service, you'll realize we even remove the gas uh, transactions requirement. So when you use our solution, there is no gas, it's just the transactions. Um, so the entire experience, you will not know you're using blockchain technology. So I think for us or any other project, we should all work together, collaborate together, remove the obstacle from the end users so everybody can enjoy the technology together. I'm Jeremy. I am a security researcher at Arbitrary Execution. We're a Web3 security company and we're trying to change the game. A lot of people look at audits as the only solution to security and uh, we're trying to change that. There's a lot more parts of the security uh, OPSEC that you need to follow to be able to actually be a secure protocol. And uh, one of the things we're pushing out right now is Web3 SCLC. Check it out on our website, arbitraryexecution.com. We have a ton of blog posts on it, including the talk we did just this week at the conference and just uh, a lot of other fun stuff there. So that's us. What we do different is we start a little earlier. We kind of view security as something that shouldn't be an afterthought. And we try to do a partnership with people and lead them in the right direction so that their final product is a lot more secure than something that was developed and then had security applied right at the end. Right now, it's a very, very unique time where we have a ton of talent and we've done some really good work, but we haven't started marketing. So right now, the prices are low. So this is marketing right here. No, I love it. That's that's. Uh, so we're, we're getting our name out there. So right now, uh, since we haven't been able to compete a lot with some of these other big names, we haven't been charging as much. So definitely a good time, good time to get involved. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm Tyler. Uh, I'm the social media manager for Prime Protocol. Uh, we're a cross-chain borrowing platform. Uh, deposit your money on any chain that we support on the platform. Uh, borrow money from any other chain that we support. Uh, eliminates bridges. Uh, instant liquidity on any chain. Uh, get your money very fast, safe, decentralized. Um, and it basically, it's eliminating bridges. Yeah, so hook into Aave, hook into Yield Farms. And you don't have to withdraw from Aave. You don't have to withdraw your tokens. Deposit them into Prime. You keep earning yield on your Aave tokens. And then you can borrow against that value from Prime on any other chain that you want. So we're connected. Uh, it's just through EVM chains right now with Moonbeam. We're hosted on Moonbeam. Um, and we also use Axelar and Wormhole for our message patching protocols. So uh, the chains that they're hooked up to, we just hook into them. And we get support from our website. We have not launched yet. We're, we're, we're just on testnet right now. We plan to launch in the next month. So we're coming soon. Yeah, my name is Alberto. I do developer relations at Moonbeam. And so yeah, Moonbeam is an Ethereum compatible uh, blockchain on Polkadot. So if you're not familiar with Polkadot, it's like a, a, an infrastructure blockchain where there's a lot of little blockchains that connect to it. And so we're one of them and we provide basically EBM for the entire ecosystem. And we're very big in sort of uh, cross-chain and interoperability scenarios.
Yeah, so I mean, I would say that the, the main difference is that we're very focused on, on interoperability scenarios, like I mentioned before. Polkadot, because of the architecture that it has, it's very uh, focused on, on making sure that it's, it's interoperable, right? And so uh, Moving can be sort of like the gateway uh, to tap into the Polkadot ecosystem with an EVM-like environment, but also Moving can be part of like helping, uh, let's say, external liquidity go into Moonbeam as of uh, uh, blockchains in, inside of Polkadot can tap into an EVM to go out of the outside of the Polkadot ecosystem. So yeah, Moonbeam launched uh, the mainnet uh, on Polkadot uh, a little bit over a year ago. Uh, however, we have a deployment on Kusama, which is the Polkadot Canary Network called Moon River that has been uh, for almost a year and a half. And also, uh, yeah, we have our test net since uh, 2020. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we just—I I don't know if you guys uh, have seen the Prime Protocol guys, but we do have our really exciting projects that are working on cross-chain scenarios. Uh, that the idea now is that it stops thinking about deployments on chains, but thinking about deployment on blockchains and providing cross-connected experiences to user that are native and, and easy to use, right? So, well, I think it's just what I mentioned, to be honest. I think that we're still in the narrative of, uh, of creating deployments on specific blockchains, right? You talk to a lot of teams here today and, and you, you always ask, and where are you deployed to, right? And I think we we got to stop thinking about uh, uh, single-chain deployments and thinking about cross-chain experiences for users that are not the same thing as like, oh, yeah, I got to switch networks. I got to switch networks. Think about more and use your experiences that are using blockchain as the underlying technology. Sure. Hi, my name's Jack Corradolo. I'm on the uh, marketing team here at Open Zeppelin. Oh, it feels amazing. I mean, the conversations usually start with, thank you for all that you do, which makes my job amazing, <laughs> which makes my job as a marketer easy and uh Fun every day, security, right? And I'm not just saying that because I'm a because I'm a security uh, security company employee or anything like that. Um, we heard about it in a few sessions even earlier in the show that uh, sometimes the speed of launching and just speed of Web three and the timelines of Web three don't allow for enough security thinking, in my opinion. Um, so everyone should keep it on, and that's why you got to use the templates. It speeds everything up for sure. Um, but no, security should be on your mind pre-audit, post-audit, pre-launch, post-launch, right as you're starting, starting a new project, uh, launching the next iteration. If security is not on your mind for that entire life cycle of your project, uh, the the main theme for Web3 this year, I think it's going to be the, the year of the comeback from the bear market right now. The level of excitement that I'm hearing across different projects um, particularly infrastructure projects, I feel as well. Um, people are seeing the opportunity in the bear market to improve and, and build beyond where we were before the bear market. So I'm pretty pumped for the the comeback year. I would say would be the big thing for for, or at least I'm hoping on <laughs> yeah. Maybe some wishful thinking, yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking for. Oh, I'm Will, um, ecosystem growth manager at Oasis Protocol Foundation. Uh, so basically, I work with our BD uh, community and marketing team and help uh, set priority and strategy around how to grow the ecosystem. Uh, Oasis uh, is a privacy and confidential computation focused network that operates both as its own layer one as well as a side chain. And so basically we just launched the first ever confidential EVM supporting confidential smart contracts that can um, hide aspects of state. And so the best way I normally can explain that is by just giving examples. So, for example, in gaming, right? Gaming is almost all compelling uh, Web3 uh, or Web2 games have some aspect of state that where some 
some aspect of not knowing what something is going on in the game. So, for example, a card game, you can't know what the other player's cards are or, like, what the state of the deck is. Uh, a strategy game, there's, like, this idea of fog of war where you can't see aspects of the map. Um, a role-playing game has puzzles, quests, riddles, uh, where you you have to have an unknown solution or, like, a, a solution that's not revealed to people. And so this is pretty hard to do on normal EVMs due to their 100% transparent nature. And so, like, with these confidential smart contracts, it becomes trivial. And so you could build those games entirely on Oasis, but also if you are, are built, you know, on, you know, a different chain already, like you have your role-playing game on Polygon or something like that, you could just leverage Oasis for your confidential computation. So a user experience might look like you're playing this role-playing game, and when you eventually get to, you know, uh, this part, point in the game where you have to solve a riddle, MetaMask would automatically switch to Oasis, or Oasis Sapphire Network is what it's really called. Uh, you would submit your encrypted solution there. If your solution was correct, a message would be sent over our messaging bridge, and it would go to the origin chain where it would say, hey, he got it right. Unlock his NFT reward or his on-chain experience or something along those lines. And so you can, you know, you can essentially use Oasis to offload your confidential computation needs. Um, other use cases are like, so we don't use zero knowledge for this. We actually use trusted execution environments. Uh, so basically the way that it works is that um, all transactions are encrypted. Then they go into this black box, which is known as a trusted execution environment. They get decrypted in there, and then it just operates as a normal uh, Ethereum virtual machine. And then before the outputs are, then, then all the computation is done. Uh, all the state changes are, are logged, and uh, it gets encrypted again based off of each application's what parameters they specified. You know, they could say nothing gets encrypted again, and then it's entirely public and it operates like a normal EVM, or they can say it's entirely confidential, uh, or they can pick some spectrum in between. Yeah, uh, I think the benefits over zero knowledge are uh, essentially like um, because everything's unencrypted in this in this black box, you know, there, there's no uh, complex zero knowledge circuits or anything like that. You just code in Solidity and it just works. And then it's, um, it's also like better, maybe better able to have like composable applications because, you know, uh, everything works exactly like an EVM. So it's not, it's not difficult to build a DEX and a Lending Protocol and five DAOs and a gaming project all in the same network. They can all interact with each other where there can be some complications of zero knowledge in that. But yeah, so we launched on mainnet, uh, sort of a soft launch, uh, uh, two months ago. Uh, we've been building sort of the infrastructure. So as I mentioned before, you need a messaging bridge. We just launched that a week ago. And then the, the last step is like a gas relayer, which hopefully should be launched in the next three weeks to a month. And that gas relayer is super crucial to the user experience because essentially like you would want in that gaming example, you know, you would want to be able to pay with the, the, the token, the gas token of the origin chain so that the, the gamer doesn't even know that they essentially, you know, uh, left the, the BNB network or uh, the Polygon network, Ethereum network. They just want, it would just be the same as making that transaction on, this, on, on their origin chain. So in this way, like the Oasis Sapphire network is uh, entirely abstracted away. And I know I spoke a lot about gaming, but there's a lot of use cases for like confidential DAO voting, uh, confidential soulbound tokens. Um, yeah, these types of things. So anything that like might have some sort of aspect of state you want to hide, you can now use the Oasis Sapphire network for that. Hi, my name is Vivi Nguyen, and I am with Hacken, we're a cybersecurity company. Uh, we've been in business for quite some time. We're one of the pioneers in the space. We've been in business for about over five years. We're at about a, almost 150-something employees right now. Uh, we're based, headquarters is in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm based out of San Diego, California. 
Um, just a very quick roundabout about the company. We provide smart contract audits, penetration testing, DApps, uh, proof of reserves, bug bounties, and we host uh, one of the largest communities of bug bounty, white hat hackers of 20,000 plus. Hi there, I'm Anthony Lutegger. I'm the head of business development and partnerships at Aragon, and we're here at ETH Denver 2023. Um, so a little bit about Aragon, we actually are a DAO framework provider. We provide DAOs, infrastructure, and tools to launch and manage their DAOs. Uh, we started off in 2016, 2017, so we're actually the first framework. Uh, and now, just yesterday, we launched our new tech stack. Um, so basically, we have a new protocol and a new front end. What that protocol allows you to do is if you're looking to build a DAO, you can use this protocol to build your custom DAO with custom governance, whatever you need for your organization. Um, and if you're not a developer at all, you can hop on our front end that we've already made for you. It's more opinionated, but it's very clean, user-friendly, user-centric, um, and it allows you to launch your DAO and then manage your community. So it's really a home base for your community. You can create proposals, you can vote, you can send money uh, back and forth and, and, and fund people to do great things in the world. So that's what we're doing here at uh, Aragon Project and we're super excited to come by. So we support right now on the new stack we just launched uh, on mainnet, on Ethereum mainnet. Uh, in about a month, we'll uh, also be on Polygon. Uh, and then I won't give you too much information after that, but there are quite a few other important chains that we'll be deploying on as well. Getting alpha, getting alpha. Exactly. So super excited. Uh, we'll support major chains that most DAOs want to deploy on. So that's really what we want to do. We don't want to deploy on too many chains. We want the right ones and the right people in the right places. And do you guys do you guys use like a governor alpha, a governor bravo contracts, like the standard standard contracts? No. So our con we invented the DAO framework. So we have our own Aragon contracts. That's what Lido is on, Decentraland. There's over six billion dollars on our original contracts. And actually, yesterday, as I mentioned, we launched these new contracts. So it's uh, it's time for a, a new round of DAOs to come forward. Uh, and to build on those contracts. And are the contracts themselves open source? They are. Oh my god, yes, they're fully open source. Uh, you can deploy, build plugins. That's what's great about this protocol. So basically, it's plugin based. So you can come and build a plugin, which is basically like the governance that you decide to build. And you can actually uninstall those plugins, install new plugins, upgrade plugins. Uh, and so this, for the first time ever, allows DAOs to actually change and adapt their governance, right? Your DAO is not going to be the same on day one as on year 10. So now for the first time, rather than having to fork, change, move your community, and a lot of DAOs have died because of that, you can now adjust and adapt um, your DAO, and you can experiment with governance at the speed of software. I'm Josh at Josh Estog. I am a PM at Regular. I'm Caitlin. I'm a software developer, smart contract developer, and uh, we work at Regular. So, Regular is a web freelancer. We do everything from design to, to any sort of content back to our contract dev. We do copywriting, we do marketing, tokenomics, or you name it, we do. Yeah, we're really committed to open source software and building the most incredible web-free projects we can. So just like, so you guys are like an agency that, you know, I want to build a DAO, I'll come to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. And, and so what, what like sets us apart is we are all freelancers. We don't have any on the payroll. There is no corporation. We are a DAO. Um, we, we take our brand very highly. We don't let everyone in. We barely got in. 
Um, but we, we all, you know, are, are web free and governance axes in a, in a certain sense. And so that attracts a certain kind of clients, really awesome projects, ranging from Opolis, Unlock, Sogane, Workdown. Smart Expo. Smart Expo. Rappy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 SWAT team, attacker their problems, help where needed, and then let, let, let go. So you mentioned you are a DAO. Can you talk a little bit about tokenomics? Yeah. So we are we are on DAO house. So you know we just we are on the like we do also have a great tokens which helps help us work on certain projects, it helps us prioritize. We are particularly great curation as well as priority for projects and clients as well when they can stay great for higher priority and for other benefits. We also use it to reward membership for engagement and onboarding activities. Really cool, really cool. Can I ask you, what is the thing that people in Web3 are not talking about enough, and they should? That's a good question. Um, one thing that I really focus on is Web3 onboarding. Is that part of what, what this ecosystem always needs is new people, right? to have those on ramps where it's easy and seamless, it's, it's a good user experience, good, good to get people on the screen, which, which is hard for this simple system. But in my opinion, I think that we do need more methods and like ways to get people excited about And I'd say we need uh, a way to improve kind of the, the trust level. Um, there's a lot of scams, and there's not really a lot of ways to verify uh, the difference between a scam project and a real project in a trustless manner. And uh, definitely the scams and bots are malicious and vigorous. So I think having uh, discussions about security with people as they onboard and basically uh, an education around uh, alignment of incentives rather than kind of come and go up and go down in a way to verify uh, people on trust. So uh, 2023 will be the year of uh, EVM. You know, EVM? It's going to be like every year of EVM. Yeah. Well, ZK, EVM, and zero knowledge is going to be the main thing, but ZK, EVM is going to help really kind of connect all these other EVM models. Hey there. So I'm Luke, developer relations at ENS. Um, and we've got the name wrapper coming, which allows you to give trust to subdomains. The new manager, gas is DNS, and so much more cool stuff this year. Oh wow! I mean, you guys are killing it. You guys already killed it. There's no one, no one, no one, no one can compete with you. What, what do you think is the the thing that people talk about in Web3 the least? And they should, what is the thing that they should be talking about more in Web3? I think uh, ENS specifically is is a good example of this. It's standardization. Um, so we're looking forward to, and we're, we are actively building a bunch of tooling to allow for all sorts of cool stuff in the ecosystem that everyone can use, and not just a specific vendor lock-in or a specific X, Y, or Z. So now, Brave Browser, uh, you know, we have very good support in Brave Browser. Yep. Do you guys see way to Chrome, or like, do you guys, are you guys working on, like, kind of getting ENS support in a 
main, main, you know, mainstream yeah. browsers. Yeah, we've, we're, we're actively working on getting that support in mainstream browsers, support at DNS level, and also cool stuff like that. Uh, but I cannot do so much without All right, what are you most excited about? What is, what is the going to be main theme for this year in Web3? Uh, in Web3? Yeah. Not just DNS. Not just DNS. I have no idea. There's so much cool stuff happening. We've got civil resistance, we've got social graphs, we've got I mean, identity, of course, and a whole lot more cool stuff. We've got super cool swag we're giving out, we've got these cards, we've got stickers now. I'll see you Hey, my name is Cam, and I'm building Stapler, which is a non-custodial, multi-protocol staking platform. We currently we support the Polkadot network and the Solana network, and we're looking to onboard a few more protocols. And uh, what that means is basically we're able to create uh, wallets that you own, you hold the private keys to, and our automatic grading algorithm will automatically restate your tokens to the highest performing validator to make sure you've earned the highest rewards without ever giving up custody. Do you support like any coins, like any coins on Solana and Polkadot, or how does it work? So currently, uh, yeah, we support uh, uh, any validator on whatever the network is, so on Solana and Polkadot and Kusama. And the way it works, you come to our platform, you create a wallet, uh, and the way the wallet's created is you're, you hold the withdrawal key, and we hold the staking authority key. Uh, so we're able to make staking decisions on your behalf. We have a validator grading metric that's also available via our API that we use to rank validators' performance to choose who we're going to stake to. So cool. Have you guys launched it? Are you guys in beta? We, we just came out of Stealth this week and we're planning on launching in April. Congratulations. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. My name is Muli Sagi. Sertora is a security company. We build a technology that empower humans, being developers, being auditors, to make their code more secure. And it finds bugs before the code is deployed and after the code is deployed. And it prevents big bugs, and it also can give you a mathematical guarantee that certain things do not occur. For example, there's no double spend. There is a property that you can prove, and that's interesting you. For yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, we are supporting Solidity, and Viper and Rust is coming. We have been around for more than four years. So the thing that people are not talking about enough is design. People are talking about code, but it's something in this domain, designing the system is very important. And I think we need to understand what do people do about design. Our technology works well in addressing an audit. They work about sort of addressing the question of the correctness of the code. But we think you also need to worry about the, the correctness of the design. I'm Steph Bell, and I am head of customer experience at Uniswap Labs. Yeah, Uniswap Labs uh, builds software products that work with the Uniswap protocol, uh, which is a trading protocol on Ethereum. So today we just launched an early release of our wallet product. So it's a mobile app that's a crypto wallet. I've been there about a year and I love working there. Um, the team is one of the most brilliant and kind groups of people I've ever been able to work with. So it's been super fun and I'm really proud of a lot of the products we've put out this year and uh, last year. Um, it's a great team. Yeah, I think making crypto products and like all these things we're building, I think making them more accessible and bringing on more people, onboarding them 
Uh, we are talking about it, but I also notice that we're not taking as much action as maybe we could. So I talk about that a lot, and I'll do a talk on this tomorrow on the community stage. So, yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Drew. I do developer relations for Nier. Uh, what does Nier do? Uh, so Nier is a layer one protocol. Uh, we are carbon neutral, proof of stake, uh, very fast, very scalable. We're started and have been since uh, our launch in 2020. Uh, we've had, I think, I, I'm not positive the number, but I think we've had 47 protocol upgrades since then, so we ship, no downtime. Um, it's just really awesome infrastructure. Uh, some things that are interesting to people who are in this space, we have an Ethereum virtual machine, which is actually uh, written as a smart contract uh, inside of here. So that's kind of like its, uh, its own mind-blowing concept, or at least it blew my mind when I first heard about it. Uh, but that's an awesome place. We've got uh, Solidity running right now today, but if you'd like crafter uh, finality at lower transaction costs, uh, it's called Aurora. And they're just over here. I'll step that way. Uh, and so so that might be an interesting option for anybody's uh, those things. If you're interested in just building, uh, we have really... Uh, we spend a lot of time trying to focus on developer experience. So uh, we have a Rust SDK, JavaScript SDK, anything that compiles onto Wasp is fine, but those are two most popular. And uh, we spend a lot of time trying to make our documentation, our examples, and our community as dev friendly as possible. Um, it's a place we invest a lot of time and energy. So uh, it's easy to sort of say, you know, everybody says fast, scalable, secure, you know, all those things. We say those as well. We think we, think we actually stand up to it. And so if you're interested in trying to build on something, Nier is just an awesome, awesome platform to do it. What is the coolest thing on the roadmap? Uh, in the roadmap, well, actually, the coolest thing, I'll just I'll cheat a little bit. The coolest thing we've announced, uh, we did yesterday, called the Blockchain Operating System, or BOSS. So we're saying Nier is the boss, uh, which is kind of fun to say. So um, it's actually like a decentralized front end. So one of the things, you know, here we are in the context of Denver. There's so much infrastructure already here. But what we don't really, as a larger community, have are amazing apps and good user experiences. And so what we're doing is we're providing a, a decentralized, uh, truly stored on chain app that you can use to compose experiences from other, uh, so you can have like maybe like a, a Solana NFT marketplace, for example, uh, in, in the same interface as maybe like an Ethereum DeFi app. Uh, in the same place as like a feed from someplace else and just have it be a composable experience for end users that has a consistent user experience. We think that's something that the, like our entire space would benefit from and that's what we're building. It's the blockchain operating system, BUS. What was the, like, what is the biggest challenge that you guys facing? Um, biggest challenge? You know, uh, probably the, the, you know, like, so we've grown, I think we had about 2 million active accounts this time last year. Uh, we're up to 22 million this year. So we've seen a lot of growth. Um, and, you know, the, again, like we're built to scale, and that works awesome. Uh, you know, I think uh, it's almost an opportunity, really. It's like maintaining that rate of growth um, is, is like top of mind for us. I don't, we don't see anything sort of existentially challenging other than, say, delivery. Like, just continue to deliver and ship good stuff. Uh, build things that users want. And that's why it's actually it's very related to the focus on the blockchain operating system. It's like we need to build better user experiences um, because normal humans don't care what kind of gas their car uses or what, you know, like what language the website is written in. Uh, they might care about the things that they can accomplish with them. And so that's where we're really focusing going. I, 
Uh, it's, uh, I'm going to pitch my own product. Yeah, go again. for it, yeah. go for it, do I it. really think this idea of a composable front end that is open source and decentralized, you can run it from any place that, that, is, that happens to be built on Mir's operating system, is, is actually a, a real game changer. Like, uh, the idea of a decentralized app store is maybe another way you can think about it. Um, I think that's going to offer the potential for a lot of people to onboard into this space. Uh, and that's what we all want. Awesome. Awesome. I'm Andrew Hoffman. I'm a UI UX designer at Shapeshift. This is our booth. We're a decentralized platform, open source, community owned. We're a DAO. Our Fox tokens are governance token. Get Fox to be a part of our community. I think we're doing a lot more uh, DeFi, like a lot more staking farming. We just added Saber Vaults, which is cool. Um, we are integrated with ThorChain. An on-wrapper ThorChain, we're doing DeFi cross-chain swaps. So you could do ETH, Bitcoin. We have 10 plus chains that we're integrated with. I think it's still going to continue doing like Saber Vaults and staking type stuff. Uh, that's what I think. But DAOs, that's going more to the community, less centralized companies. I think a lot of companies are going to transition to DAOs and they're working pretty well so far. Um, I think more of the the community of a DAO and how easy it is to be involved. You know, a lot of people still like a lot, a lot of companies that are transitioning. It's mostly still the employees, but just getting out there as long as you have, you know, part of the governance token, you could be just as part of the community of anybody else. We're here, we're doing it. We just released our mobile app recently and it's, yeah. My name is LogicBeach.eth. Uh, I am a community member, and first and foremost, I am a node operator at Rocketpool. Why is Rocketpool better than Lido? It's more decentralized, permissionless, anybody can run a node. Awesome. Uh, what That's is the, the short version. Somebody, maybe him, has the better long version. <laughs> what, uh, what is the thing that people are not talking about enough in Web3, and they should talk about more? I want to say, like seriously, since I'm here at Rocketpool, I'll say the decentralized power of the community. Uh, Supporting the network over profit. Um, although, uh, yeah, you know, I don't have a great answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to be the main theme for 2023? It's going to be Euro. So what we have so far, uh, it was ICO, it was DeFi, it was NFTs. I think we might actually start to see app chains. Uh, I think that uh, ETH staking might become ridiculously uh, profitable, especially through Rocketpool. <laughs> Hoping so. <laughs> It's crazy to think about what the next thing might be, and I'm going to keep a much more open mind because the last time the NFTs got really popular, I decided that I didn't want to buy a JPEG, you know, back when uh, CryptoPunks were being minted for free. <laughs> I was like, well, uh, whatever, but yeah, keep an open mind because something will come up and you'll be like, I don't get it, I don't get it, uh, and you'll want to think about it. But. I feel you, but I, mean, I was in the same boat. Yeah, <laughs> Hey guys, I'm, I'm Patrick. I'm leading the BD team here at Gelato, and we're at Gelato to like decentralized banking services. This splits up into two main components: one being smart contract automation, which you can trigger based on on-chain or now also off-chain conditions. That's what you see with Web3 functions here. And we also have a relay service, which super easily enables you to do gasless transactions on behalf of your users on 17 different EVM chains. And we also have a payment system called One Balance with which you can just deposit funds on one chain and sponsor transactions on all the other chains. So it's super easy to maintain. And as a project, you can just maintain one balance and sponsor your users.
versus all the other chains. That's what we're doing here. We, we've been around actually since 2019. That's when the automation started. And we also introduced the relay service now in 2022. So, and we have projects like MakerDAO or Sadrun using us for both of those services. And we now are also expanding into the Gasworth wallet that you can see here where you can basically just integrate it without any smart contract changes and that enables you to basically have a smart contract wallet for your, on behalf of your user as like a super easy way to onboard them and sponsor all their transactions so they even don't need to create any EOA. Wow, and this live already as well? Yeah, yeah. Wow. you can use the right now. Go to shadado.network and search for the gasless wallet and you can get going. That's really cool. I'm definitely going to check yeah. that out. <laughs> it's super cool. Uh, and last question. So, what is the thing that people are not talking about enough in Web3 and they should be talking about more? Yeah, I think there's still a lot of talk about user experience, but we built basically this gasless wallet because we think there's not enough talk. Yesterday, Vitalik talked about it and we're super happy about it because thinking about writing down a seed phrase like for every new user, it's just like horrible. I'm in Web3. For like a couple of years now, I've already lost like a couple of seed phrases. So we, we don't believe that it's like the way to move forward. I'd rather have like a smart contract wallet or something easier to maintain combined with like social recovery. And that's what we're also actively pushing for. So we think this is like the next wave, especially looking into the uh, next wave of adoption. We need to have better onboarding in the space so the user feel more comfortable and feel more safe when interacting with blockchains. I'm a protocol engineer at ZeroX. We built Matcha. Uh, Xerox protocol is a permissionless decentralized protocol for the free exchange of tokenized value. The Xerox API built on top of that makes using the Xerox API easy and it's also a DEX aggregator. Matcha is our front end for our Xerox API. Anyone can build on Xerox API. We build Matcha to make it uh, easy for users to use and to demonstrate the features that other people can innovate. I like ZK. <laughs> Of course, I'm an engineer. I like anything that was cool and was cool and was math and stuff. So other than ZK, what is going to be the main theme for Web3 this year? 2023 is going to be year of? Yeah, 2023 is going to be year of um, user-defined risk parameters. I think Uniswap 3, V3 led the, is leading the way with user-defined risk parameters for participation in uh, DeFi protocols. I think we're going to see more adoption of that idea. Less DAO-controlled risk parameters and more individual users controlling their risk parameters. Hey, I'm Sam. I'm the listing team here at OKX. Uh, OKX is a global crypto exchange. Buy and sell crypto via on and off ramp. Uh, OKX is the global brand, whereas OKCoin is the license exchange you can buy crypto in the US, and the EU, anywhere else with licenses. So, some exciting stuff we have. Uh, you know, we're a decentralized crypto exchange, but uh, we also know the importance of the decentralized aspect of crypto. So we have a really big push for our Web3 uh, aspects. So we've got the Web3 wallet, we've got uh, NFT marketplace, and uh, also have a DEX that you can buy and sell crypto. We really pride ourselves on trying to um, try to have really easy to integrate uh, apps. So we can switch between centralized and decentralized aspects pretty easily on the app as well. Web3 in general, um, I mean, I feel like there's just a really big push for interoperability that um, you know we've got lots of different layer ones kind of competing, uh, but it seems like the the protocols that are going to succeed are the ones that are able to talk to everyone else, be able to communicate, share value across chains. You know, you have Ethereum, which is the kind of the grandfathered in um, smart contract platform, and then you have so many other competitors. But it seems uh, the ones that are going to be able to win out are the ones that can kind of connect with each other. Awesome. Hello, my name is Caleb, and I am customer support and a community manager at One Inch. Uh, One Inch is a Dex aggregator. 
uh, we go and search for liquidity for you and we'll find you the best rate on the market. Uh, we do have an API, uh, but the smart contract is trustless and you can use it directly if you do not want to use API. Uh, I can't really give any alpha, um, but there are some like NFT marketplace proposals on our uh, forum and there's also uh, you know community community dashboards going up. Um, and there's you know we're going into other protocols that you know I can't really tell you about now but I can tell you there's a lot of stuff going on. I I think uh, one thing that is kind of important uh, that's going on right now is uh, kind of um, decentralized finance that is permissions. Uh, I mean, one is just working on one is Pro, a you know permissioned uh, liquidity and permissioned you know Dex aggregator, um, and I've had a lot of like interactions with uh, permissions protocols uh, in the DeFi space here at Ethereum. Awesome. Hey, my name is Troy, and I work in partnerships for Rook. Uh, so Rook is uh, our thesis is that MEV should go back to the users or protocols or basically whoever's creating that value. Uh, so instead of uh, having that value flow downstream to validate, uh, we work to capture MEV uh, at the application layer um, and then share it back to the user. Yeah, so we have a we have a trade app ourselves. Uh, it's a limit order app. Um, we're coming out with a new Dex aggregator. Uh, but basically, we work with a, a team of ME, or teams of MEV searchers, like the top MEV searcher teams in the states. Um, and we have a private mempool where basically orders sit, and only they are able to fill these orders. So they're scanning all of the liquidity sources on uh, Ethereum, centralized exchanges, basically anything that they're tapped into. And they're looking for the best way to route your trade, uh, one that's going to be uh, profitable for them, uh, and you know, under your, your order parameters. So when they find an order, uh, they can start an auction. Um, right now, they're bidding our token, but very soon, it just passed the governance. Uh, they'll be bidding Ethereum, and that Ethereum that's bid, uh, that's what is then shared back onto, to you on top of your order. Uh, so if you trade uh, two uh, random uh, ERC20 tokens against each other, uh, you're going to be earning Ethereum on top of it. Completely permissionless for users. Uh, for the searcher teams, uh, it is slightly permissioned. You need to talk to us. Uh, and it's mostly a civil uh, protection. Sounds really but we're good. very we're, we're we're onboarding new searcher teams all the time. Um, there's very low ba barrier to entry. Um, it's Honestly, I think order flow auctions are you're kind of seeing it be a really big narrative here. Uh, kind of over the last month, and, and I think it's going to be a kind of dominant narrative here moving forward. And uh, you know, we we're the first team to kind of be doing order flow auctions. Um, we've been doing this for a long time, and we have some exciting new products coming very soon. So. Keep your eye out for what we're doing. Hey, I'm uh, Michael Foster. I'm a sales development representative at Bitwave, and Bitwave is a B2B digital asset tax and accounting platform uh, catering to businesses and institutions that are picking up digital assets, holding them on their balance sheet, and need a way to account for them at the end of the day. And so basically what Bitwave does is we build out integrations to several different blockchains, wallets, uh, exchanges, you name it, so that we can pull in the transactional information into Bitwave, allow the bookkeeper or CPA to go in, categorize the transactions, set rules for cost basis, and a whole bunch of different back office uh, workflows. And at the end of the day, tie it back into their general ledger ERP, whether that be like Sage, Zero, QuickBooks as a fiat journal entry, so that they can do their accounting and reporting as well. So we've been around since 2017. Um, 
we were up until 20, the beginning of 2021, a two-person team, and uh, now we have over 55 employees uh, spread across the globe. Uh, fully remote company, and we really are set up to handle any uh, tax code, any currency, and any time zone. So no matter where you are in the world, if, uh, if accounting is your need, we've got you covered. So we have a, a wide range of clients. We work from with people from one to two person mom and pop crypto mining shops that are taking on several thousand transactions a month, all the way to Fortune 500 companies like GameStop, uh, crypto natives like OpenSea, Layer Ones like uh, like Avalanche and Polygon. And so we really do have like a super wide range of clients. I'm Adam Kimley. I'm a solutions architect here at Insense. Uh, so we are a, a blockchain infrastructure platform really focused on node management. And the biggest differentiator I would say with our platform and some of our competitors is that we're really focused on just either use, speed, and scalability. So being able to spin up, you know, 120, 100, 1,000 Ethereum nodes with the click of a few buttons and bringing that up and have a fully sync within a few hours is kind of our bread and butter. Uh, we also have uh, an API gateway, so you need a stable endpoint, public or, or private endpoint, um, that's going to be highly performant. Uh, and then we have non-custodial uh, staking as well. So we run a ton of nodes, keep those up, have a proprietary monitoring system that's rule-based alerting, um, as well as uh, it's essentially a self-healing uh, platform with AI operations that will take care of 99% of all operational errors and anything that can't be self-healed, we'll go to our global dev team for immediate remediation. And so the, the main focus is uh, node management, right? But then we do have a really big focus uh, with our API gateway and, and uh, API endpoints, right? So HTTP or, or WebSocket endpoints. You can come to, to, our, website, uh, to our website at instance.com. You can grab a free tier, which I believe is up to a, a million uh, requests per day and then it kind of scales up from there. So that's a public endpoint. We can also do a private endpoint. Uh, really how we work with a lot of uh, uh, blockchain native companies, right, layer ones, uh, we will participate in their, their test net. Generally, they're incentivized. Uh, and then we position to be a validator at Genesis, uh, really try to work strategically long-term with our, our, uh, our, our layer ones and uh, blockchain native companies to grow with them over time. So get in there at Genesis and a lot of times they'll come back and ask us to, to run an RPC cluster for them uh, that's highly performant and scalable so that their community has uh, something reliable to use uh, to be able to query or, or uh, uh, submit transactions. Uh, right now we have just over 80 uh, different blockchains integrated to our platform today. By the end of the year we'll probably be closer if not over 100. And that's all based on, on customer uh, customer demand. We don't do a fill the dreams, if you build it, they will come type of, uh, approach. It's you know from our institutional clients and from our uh, staking clients, as well as our uh, exchanges uh, that come and say, hey, can you guys run this? We have X amount of token we'd like to stake. What can you do for us? So if there's a protocol that's not integrated into our platform, it's generally a one to two week process to get that uh, up and running, as de depending on the data set. Uh, after that, we keep the latest binary and uh, data set uh, with every single protocol. So if we need to spin up new nodes, it's just a really quick process to sync the, the, the latest blocks and then you're up and running. Awesome. My name is Arthur Spencer. I'm the CEO at Pocket. Sure, Pocket Network is a decentralized infrastructure provider. Um, so if you know Infura or Alchemy or Anchor or any of those infrastructure providers, we're basically a decentralized version of them. We run a gateway. We have uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of node operators that are that run uh, nodes for 40 to 50 different blockchains distributed all over the world. We're currently in 30 countries uh, with 20 to 30,000 um, individual nodes set up in those countries.
We have 20 entry points uh, around the world. Um, so we're high performant, low latent, um, geographically redundant, distributed, you know, everything, all the good stuff. And we tend to be cheaper than all the other competitors that we've mentioned by orders of magnitude. I'm a, I'm a huge fan and a user of Pocket. Uh, Thank you very so, much. Um, but I, have you guys enabled now paying with crypto? Because I know when I asked like a couple of months ago. Sure. Is it, is it, is it it's enabled? coming in a month. We just uh, we're about to sign a partnership. You'll be able to pay anonymously if you'd like. Uh, it'll be USDC on Ethereum to start with. We love all our friends, right? But you know, not, no one's perfect, right? Every even, I'm sure we, even we have our issues in places. But basically, there are situations where. Um, They've accidentally censored an entire country from being able to access, um, uh, what's it called, being able to access their Ethereum wallets. And for most people, right, if you're trying to onboard Web2, if you can't get on through MetaMask, that means your stuff is lost or you're scared, you freak out, you start trusting, stop trusting the product or even crypto to begin with. Um, so we fix that because we don't really censor you where you're coming from. All right, that's one thing to do because our nodes don't do that, our gateway does not do that. Also, we don't harvest any data about you, we just like, update our privacy policy. Um, whatever data goes through our network, fully anonymous. We don't care. What, all we need, all we do is very little bits of pieces that we can debug if there's an issue that goes through our network. Behind that, we don't know. We don't collect IP addresses. We don't collect wallet addresses. Totally kosher. I think. Well, I think they're starting to talk about it. But basically, how we onboard the next billion or two people. I mean, we are all here talking about how we can do interchain communication or cross-chain swaps. But the average user, like your mom, your wife, no idea how to do it. The way I think about it right now, we're in a position where most people are betting on, if you were to take the world 20 years back, people right now are pretty much betting on is PHP or JavaScript going to be the language in which websites are going to be built in. And the answer is, could be both, right? Um, but people are now also putting money behind this. But the average person, when they go to a website, they don't really know what the hell is under the hood powering the website. They just want it to work. We are not there yet. That's where we need to go. So I think this is the first time I personally heard about people actually giving a, caring about the user experience, right? So we need to kind of talk about that a bit more talk about it. Hi, my name is Pedro Gomez and I'm the CEO at Wallet Connect. And tell us what is Wallet Connect all about? So Wallet Connect is all about connecting wallets. We have more than 200 wallets already in production with Wallet Connect. And now with Wallet Connect V2, we're taking a step forward and we're adding push notifications. So whenever you visit an app, you can get notified directly into your wallet. What is the coolest thing on the roadmap that you're most excited about? The most exciting about thing about Wallet Connect is we built a messaging network to connect wallets for over five years. Now we're taking full advantage of it by adding push notifications and we're also going to add wallet to wallet chat. So you're going to be able to message another wallet user from your directly from your wallet. How, how does it work? How, what, are you, what, are, what are you guys using as a protocol? So we already have our own protocol. Like the Wallet Connect network is already a messaging network and now we're basically breaking down the SDK into multiple plugins that you can send different messages. So the same way you could connect a wallet and sign transactions, now you can actually send push notifications and also you can chat with another user. And we're going to make this experience called the WebG inbox that you see behind me that is all actually going to allow you to also send transactions and messages at the same time. Oh, that's so cool. What do you think is going to be the main theme of Web3? 2023 is going to be the year of? I think like Web3 is, uh, for 2023 is going to be the year of DAOs because now we have much better infrastructure and we're working with partners at Wallet Connect to actually uh, integrate push notifications so you can track all the DAO activity directly into your wallet. So my name is Ethan and I'm the PV and Partnerships Manager at First Batch. And, uh, and what we're building is a decentralized recommendation and personalization engine for users to connect 
uh, with a ZK ID, fully privacy preserving ID, that they can use to get uh, TikTok-like personalization in their favorite Web3 apps, content, NFT, social, as well as Web2. So how, how does it work? Is it like a smart contract or like how, how does it work? Yeah, so our, our infrastructure operates fully on the smart contract level. Um, so we're building on top of our Weave ecosystem uh, via smart Weave contracts. And we built um, you know, some specific databases uh, on our Weave that are open source. Uh, and so when a user signs up to First Batch, they will connect a Web2 social um, to First Batch ID. And our AI model conducts a client-side analysis of their social graph. And we're able to label and vectorize um, users' persona interests from their social graph based on public API data from the Web2 socials. And we upload those vectors um, to smart contracts on our Weave in our custom database that we built called HollowDB. And users can then query uh, the database for personalization for their favorite platforms. You can also query um, our decentralized similarity search to provide personalization to their users. So the ultimate vision is you could log in with your ZK ID um, on any Web3 or Web2 platform and get fully privacy-preserving uh, personalization and recommendation. Uh, my name is Matt. Uh, I run the product team at Arbitrum. So I kind of work across the team. I work across the ecosystem just thinking about making sure developers are happy, making sure projects and users are happy, and thinking about you know, what are we going to do next? Yeah, so we're an optimistic roll-up on Ethereum. We're what's called a layer two technology. We're a scaling solution. And the easiest way to think about Arbitrum is it's a network where it's cheaper and faster than Ethereum, but you're fully secured by Ethereum. You can do everything that you like in Ethereum on our network, but it's cheaper and faster. We get it all the time. I think, you know, it's fair to say there's a lot of momentum in the ZK space, uh, but our perspective on this is, you know, optimistic technology is here, it's live. There's several deployed optimistic rollups. Obviously, we're kind of the first live on mainnet with interactive prop groups. So our technology is robust, it's built out, it's kind of proven, battle-tested, and it's here, and it's fast, and it's cheap. ZK rollups still have kind of yet to actually reach, you know, full production. Um, we're watching the technology closely, and we'll be there if, you know, it becomes a better solution technically. But for right now, we believe, you know, Optimus is here to stay, and that's kind of what we're focused on. Yeah, so, uh, you know, big announcement we made a couple weeks ago is something called Stylus, which is an upgrade to our EVM architecture, on our, what we call Arbitrum Nitro. Uh, we're kind of labeling it as an evolution of the EVM, called EVM Plus. Uh, fundamentally, it's a way, uh, it's a change to our stack that's going to allow developers to write smart contracts and deploy them on our network in languages other than Solidity, starting with Rust, C++, and C. And it'll be faster. So there's, you know, this kind of huge set of improvements across the ecosystem, but this is one I'm really excited about. So, Enderly is like complete end-to-end -end developer platform, so for Solidity developers. So you can debug your contracts, you can also gas profile them, all functions, so you can see how much gas it will cost. We have our node service gateway, also we have alerting if something happened on the chain. Transaction simulator to simulate all transactions. Also forks for local testing environment and web 3 action that is like serverless concept from Web2 into Web3 world. So you run a JavaScript function and we run it on AWS. And I am a software engineer, backend in Hi, my name is Reggie Vitalid. I am from Metrica. Metrica is an operational intelligence platform for blockchain networks as well as financial institutions. What we do is we look at underlying network health and we serve that up in the form of dashboards and alerts. Uh, for the protocol teams, uh, for the foundations, for community members that are running nodes, validators, for large node operators like our partners Lockheeman and, and many others that we work with across the board. Uh, and then we're working increasingly with financial institutions and, and enterprises that are moving into 
Web3 that are looking for observability, for uh, an understanding of how the network, uh, um, these permissionless blockchain networks are performing, uh, in order for them to be able to uh, provide uh, insights uh, to their customers, whether it's for custodying, uh, staking, tokenization, uh, stablecoin efforts, and so on. Um, so, in, in short, you know, Metro provides uh, information on how networks are, are uh, performing. Um, we work on Ethereum, Solana, Algorand, Flow, Axler, um, and Hedera Hashgraph. So, uh, how a lot of different organizations, large enterprises use us uh, and companies is, is basically looking at Metrica to ensure that their nodes, their validators are performing as they should be. Um, if they're doing MEV uh, boosts, for example, they can go on Metrica and, and get a sense of how the different relays are performing and even subscribe to the different alerts. And a lot of, uh, all of our uh, tools are available for free on app.metrica.co. Um, and a large part of this is because we believe that observability and understanding how the network is performing uh, really is a public good. And, and as a result, you know, uh, the work that we do has been funded by a number of different foundations, uh, the Ethereum Foundation, uh, Lido, uh, and a number of others, the Algorand Foundation, the HBAR Foundation with the Hashgraph, the Axelor Foundation, the Flow Foundation, Dapper Labs, the Solana Foundation, and so on. Um, so yeah, so we're really big believers in uh, enabling everybody to better understand how uh, how the network is performing um, in order to ensure that uh, applications and, and everything that you're doing on top um, is, is optimal. Um, I mean, the most exciting thing in the roadmap is the upcoming uh, network upgrade with Ethereum, enabling withdrawals uh, towards the end of uh, uh, towards end of March, early April. I heard the network, um, and so on Metrica, you can get a sense of. Uh, how this is performing, we've got a withdrawals dashboard that we just released. Um, so yeah, so check it out. Awesome. My name is Brian. Um, I work on community at Mantle. And what does Mantle do? So Mantle is an L2. Right now we're in testnet with an optimistic rollup. We're taking a modular approach to scaling Ethereum uh, by using Eigenlayer for data availability. So you guys going to be optimistic or are you guys thinking about something else as well? Yeah, so we're, we're thinking about ZK, so we're, we're incubated by BitDAO. So right now there's a discussion in the BitDAO forum for uh, whether or not we're going to go the optimistic route or the ZK route. Um, so we really want to take a community first approach. So uh, anybody can really jump in on that conversation and provide insight. Uh, there's a chance we'll, we'll run parallel testnets, actually, OR or ZK. So just, just testnet, our testnet launched January 10th. Um, again, we're, we're shooting for mainnet actually this year. What is the most exciting thing on the roadmap? Most exciting thing on the roadmap. I mean, honestly, for me, it's like how quickly we're moving. Again, like testnet launched January 10th, and we really are like pushing to get mainnet out this year. Uh, one thing I think that's super interesting about Mantle is that we're going to be one of the first. Actually, we're we're going to be the first to use Eigenlayer um, as an L2. So pushing that out is kind of going to be pushing the edges of what's possible in terms of scaling theory. I'm John Gleason, I'm Chief Operating Officer for Storage Labs. Uh, having a great show here at ETH Denver. Seen a lot of customers and partners, and the thing I'm most excited about is the maturity of many of the projects here. Working with uh, groups like Anchor and Akash and Livecare and seeing how far everybody's come along and how fast that the uh, ecosystem is growing, uh, it just renews my commitment to the space. Storage Labs is a drop-in replacement to Amazon S3. We are faster. Uh, just as durable, just as reliable, based on a decentralized network of 23,500 nodes in over 100 different countries. We're about 80% lower cost because we're decentralized and we have a growing customer base in both Web 2 and Web 3.
So a couple of the most exciting things on our roadmap coming up, um, we're offering a, uh, a new tier of service for enterprise customers, and we're also uh, rolling out some new performance improvements that will continue to uh, improve and reduce our latency by over 200%. So this year, it's all about building performance, speed, and rapid growth. Oh, hey there, I'm Gabriel Bajos, and I am, uh, how to say it, like, Gabriel from Cortesi. Yes, forgot about it. <laughs> so, Cortesi, right? So, Cortesi is a roll-up solution uh, for Ethereum and on EVM chains that use a risk-right emulator. It's a platform processor for your roll-ups. So, it means that instead of being limited to the EVM of the system and writing constructs in Solidity or Fiverr, you actually can code in any language and also have other tools together with it. So you might be able, to, for instance, to use a SQL uh, database. Uh, we've been around since 2018, but it's been a long journey to do the advertising machine. There is kind of a little I was talking about. So about 2020, we joined in the roll-up, let's say, uh, buy-in uh, of the community, and we thought it was the Cortez machine just fitted like a glove to, to the solution. And you guys are fully launched, fully on mainnet. Uh, no, so that's interesting. So um, we had some mainnet components, but for the roll-up, we launched it in November last year on testnet, and we are uh, being, uh, preparing it to be um, launched in a minute for the second semester. My name is uh, Christopher Ray. I'm the director of partnerships at Tatum. Can you tell us about Tatum? Sure, yeah. So at Tatum, we have 140,000 developers and projects on our SDK. We offer nodes, abstraction layer that allows for developers to use JavaScript and Python in order to build on over 60 different protocols. We have a lot of APIs and developer toolkits in order to help projects um, build on chains. We offer nodes, but we're mostly a developer toolkit. We want to be able to help developers continue to build in a more easier, scalable, and more inexpensive way as they start scaling their, their projects. You know, I think the fact that, that we're going to continuously add more chains, we're going to continue to make it easier for developers to continue to build. You know, those are the two things that we're really focusing on. And there's a lot of uh, exciting things in the future that I'm going to be looking forward to sharing with you. What chains do you support currently? Uh, Ethereum, Polygon, Celo, Clayton, Solana. All the, all the VNs. All yeah, so virtually all the EVMs. Awesome. And on that bombshell, we end the show. So thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Web3 Trenches podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WEB3D3V at G-E-S-S-T-A-R-R. And until next time, keep digging deeper, my friends.